darkest corners of the podcast dungeon, you have come across another goddamn horror podcast with Graham Faye, Jonas Barnes, and Ryan Danley. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to yet another goddamn horror podcast. I am one of your hosts. I'm Ryan Danley coming to you from, uh, I don't know, it's starting to get like like light late here in Portland, Oregon. Um, it's kind of like, uh, actually, I don't even really know how it is outside. I went to work and I came home and I didn't do anything. So <laughs> I don't really, like, I haven't really been paying attention. Uh, Graham, how's, uh, how's Flatbush? It's been really great, actually. Um, <clears throat> the weather's been up and down and stuff. I uh, now am working for... I think four different families um, taking care of kids and stuff, and they're all friends and stuff. So I take care of the kids together now, and the parents have started calling them the Goon Squad, mm, which I'm like super <laughs> excited about. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, shout out to the Goon Squad parents if I think they're listening. God, I hope not. Actually, <laughs> they don't need to see me <laughs> wearing <laughs> your I'm a hugger hand, headband and shit. They're just like, well, all right. <laughs> How, how much? How know. much is he? How much is he hugging? What's going on? <laughs> hey, Jonas, how's the other side of Brooklyn? Uh, it's all right, man. Um, it's uh, weather's been weird. We had like we had an inch and a half of snow, and everybody was like, "Fucking finally!" Like we just we've had no snow in New York, so everybody was just like, "Well, there it is," and then it melted immediately, and now it's all you know everything's gone. So yeah, it's a uh, it's all right over here. This is the, probably the most boring weather fucking episode we've ever. We, we, we haven't decided, had shit. There's well, been we, nothing. We, we decided to bring back the weather, and, and because because other people, I thought that was right. a one-off. But okay, but now we can bring back the weather, and it, and it kind of sucks. Anyways, uh, Jonas, do you want to introduce? Sorry, we don't we don't need to keep our, <laughs> our yeah, amazingly dude, rad guest waiting. No, dude, our our uh, our guest is awesome today, man. Uh, he is the uh, lead vocalist um, and one of the people behind Contra Cult um he also is one of the brain children behind uh slash tag cinema and uh welcome to the show travis bacon what's up man hey thanks for having me absolutely so uh how's brain, it going on your brain end? children by the real quick brain children sounds terrifying it does it, it sounds like an actual <laughs> horror villain i'll take it <laughs> and you're you're in black anvil too right i'm not in black anvil anymore oh, okay right. cool yeah all right, I, I, I did some research and then I was like, mm. but uh, um, so just re like real quick, it's funny when I brought up the show and I brought like when I brought up to the guys that we we're going to have you on the show, as soon as I did, Graham is like the person on the show that like, I would say probably listens to the most music because he constantly just has new artists and shit coming on. Like he's the one every, that throws every Thursday night. I, I'm up at midnight when it turns Friday on apple music just looking for everything and seeing what's new what i've been waiting for yeah so so as soon as i brought you up as soon as i brought you up as being a guest on the show he was like oh fuck he was like i have all of i have all of their stuff so yeah he's he was already a big fan of yours man oh cool thanks yeah. very much yeah and you uh you used to i live in portland you used to live in olympia too right didn't you for a while i did, I did. yeah yeah uh, i went to college out there evergreen for four years How'd you, uh, you miss it at all? Definitely not. 
<laughs> no, don't blame me on that. I mean, the the Northwest is such an incredible place to visit, and there's so many like amazing things about just the landscape and you know the, the geography of it and everything. But uh, and a lot of opportunity to just, especially in a place like Olympia, because it's such a small town with like mm-hmm. so much culture and everything. But I don't know. I I I. I realized I need sun and, you know, decent weather sometimes a lot more than I thought I did. And I was just super, <laughs> and, you know. Well, you can understand why the music that comes out of the Northwest is the way it is. You know what I mean? Because like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a whole vibe, you know, I yeah. mean, and like, and um, I knew and I had heard that you were participating in bands up there. That's how I that's how I knew that you lived up there. And um, it's like, a you know, it's a whole vibe, you know, just just in energy and like the and the punks and the metal kids and everything like that. Cause there is, it is like, I mean, I love it. Cause like I thrive in that shit, but I can understand how hard it is. I mean, like, you know, like people don't understand why there's so many serial killers from Washington until you go to Washington. And then you're like, it makes way more sense to be a serial killer <laughs> than to not be a serial killer. When you're in Washington, when you're like driving around those small towns, you're like, yeah, I get it. This is like, this is like body dumping places. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. So I oh, get it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I always I always tell people I used to live in Seattle and they're always like, Oh, that had to be fun. And I'm like, Yeah, it's a fun place to visit. Like it's cool to go for like two weeks. It's cool to go for like if you're going there for shows, it's great. Like if you're going to a lot of the venues, like the venues, I mean, unfortunately a lot of them got fucked up and closed, but a lot of them, like that was a place that was really fun to go for, like metal shows, punk shows, shit like that. Like they had the greatest venues. But living there that was trash like it was just not fun i think up there in the northwest to the music just all no matter what genre it just feels a little wetter and darker like no matter like the piano sounds a little like it's been soaked (laughs) and like everything i don't know so i kind of love it um so you were did you you got into you got into metal and stuff young i mean like you know i've seen pictures of you along the way and um and i think everybody who's who knew what was up was excited to see like pictures of you know people you know with with metal so just you just um so you were raised in la obviously probably right and uh, i was raised in new york oh were you raised in new york oh shit even better but i i live in I was technically I was actually born in LA because my folks were on location there at the time, right. and uh, like uh, staying at the Chateau Marmont. Talk about a Hollywood brat story. Sure, but <laughs> um, yeah, I, but but I I grew up in New York my whole life. I'm a I'm an East Coaster like from from the heart thoroughly. That makes me that, that's, awesome. That's, that's rad. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, um, so um, so you just. Uh, like how does how does like the metal like you just like start listening or like start like start with horror movies first and then in the metal how's that go you know i found punk i think a little bit before i found metal actually that's not true that's not true because i kind of when i was pretty young i became like super obsessed with 70s culture and i think with that gravitated gravitated towards like uh kiss and thin lizzy and black sabbath so like I guess those were kind of like early introductions to metal. Of course, you know, there's a million arguments and really 
intelligent conversations about <laughs> whether or not that's actually metal. But right. um, <laughs> like, I, I found punk rock from there. And then um, I think like my fascination of horror kind of started around that time. And when I was getting into punk, like I started getting into more extreme stuff in punk rock, like, you know, crust and grind and that sort of that sort of like you, you just heavier side of the genre. And then from there, like I, I broke, you know, I broke down and decided to start listening to death metal and got a, got my first cannibal corpse CD and that sort of thing. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah. But like with horror, I mean, it's funny. Like I think I always, and, and like anything else I'm into now, I think I always had this like fascination for it. But I was always really afraid of it. Like I remember going to the, I remember going to the video store when I was a kid and going to the horror section and looking on the back of you know a VHS, believe it or not, um, and seeing like I don't know, like I there was one I couldn't tell you which which uh, nightmare this is, but there was one I like really clearly remember was l- looking on the back of it and seeing Freddy just like devouring this girl while she's in her bed and she's like oh yeah wasted you know and looking at this and being like this is so fucked i'm never gonna watch him like <laughs> I never. but like some reason every time i went to the video store i wanted to go back and find that movie and you know looking at all this stuff like what they made a horror film about a puppet master what the heck <laughs> yes i think it was like I broke my seal when when I turned 12, I remember I went to see Resident Evil mm-hmm. and oh. in the theaters. And like what was funny about that is that like when I was about 10 years old, my friend brought the game over to my house and it absolutely scared the shit out of me. Eight even like couldn't sleep in my bed for a couple nights with alone, like just absolutely, you know, ruined me. You know, and and. <laughs> I think there's a certain amount of fear to a game that you don't really have with a film. Sure. Sure. You actually have control over like walking a corner and then there's a zombie. Uh, oh yeah. Um so I went to see Resident Evil in the theater and it really it did scare me. Like like I wanted to walk out of the theater at some point, but I feel like having done that, I came out of there like all right, well what else, what else can I handle? Sure. <laughs> Like, I think, like, the next next couple of things were, like, I, I just dived, like, right into the classics because that's just sort of what I knew and, like, what my parents told me about. And, like, like I went to The Omen and then, you know, Exorcist, Halloween, and just kind of, like, and, and then it was just abs- abs- absolute fandom obsession from there. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm trying uh, to think. I don't think I actually saw a horror movie in a theater until i was well into my teens if not early 20s because horror was always like very like hidden it was like you watch the vhs's your friend got the vhs you went to their house it was very underground so like movie theaters for me were like where you go see the big blockbusters and now it's different now i'm trying to go see just the indies in theaters <laughs> to help them out. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of the first movie that I saw in theaters that was a horror film, the first horror movie. I remember the first actual horror film that I saw in theaters, funny enough, was probably Jason X. 
Nice. I think that was the first one because I remember seeing the commercial for that one and I was like, Jason's in space and he looks like a fucking Terminator. There's no way that I'm not going to see that in theaters. And then I walked out of it with my friend. We were like, that was fucking stupid, but we loved it. <laughs> like, that was amazing. And then from that point on. So distinctively, like I remember going to the theater a few times and seeing that trailer specifically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we were just like, we at, from that point forward, we were like, all right, now all we're doing is going to see, um, we're just going to see those. I remember the first horror movie I snuck into, though, actually. The first horror movie I snuck into, I got in there halfway through, and I was definitely too young to go to that theater because I was only in there for probably 30 minutes before I was like, oh, fuck, I gotta go. Um, and it was <laughs> it was uh, Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. Nice. Which is dude, which is now one of my favorite horror films of all time. But when I was like young, young, when I walked into that one, I can't remember what part I walked into. I think it was when the kid turns into that really nasty ass demon. Um like one of the gnarliest demons in the whole movie. I'm pretty sure it was that part where I was like, All right, I'm gonna shit my pants if I stay in this movie. So I'm gonna go ahead and leave. <laughs> like, uh, and, I just looked it up. It was I, I remember I was eleven because it was aliens. <laughs> I saw aliens in the theater. That oh, was my shit. first tour, I guess. So what? Um. So when did you like start playing? When did you start playing music? Did they like kind of like coincide? Because I, I generally generally find with most particularly metal people and punk people that there there is a lot of like continue like okay I get into horror and it sort of drives the other one. Did you uh you started because you play guitar now and sing? So did you always uh was that always like part of the thing? Did you start in that young or I started on that really young. I started playing guitar when I was nine years old. Oh, shit. Yeah. That definitely came a long time before that the two worlds kind of collided. And honestly, like, I don't think I really played in, like, a full-on metal band until... It was, like, probably in my 20s, you know? Before that, it was kind of all, like... It was, like, all hardcore and punk and stuff like that. Like, I think... I started like a, you know, I mean, I once again, I think this is kind of crossover, but I started a grime band mm -hmm. called Budges, like when I was in my 20s. And then uh, it wasn't too long after that that I like did my first fill in tour for Black Anvil. And I feel like Black Anvil was really the first like metal band that sure, I sure. did. So it took some time before those things could that kind of well, what What were some of the punk and hardcore bands that got you into that early on? That got me into horror movies got me into music to music to punk um, and, and that side yeah i mean i think the first one i heard that kind of like resonated with me and i wanted to hear more was anti-flag mm -hmm. and nice after, uh yeah from the, from there like you know i i dived into the classics black flag and um circle jerks really big subhumans fan um okay and you know when i finally kind of found like crust it was like all that for a while like tragedy was my favorite band from ashes rise this year's gone you know nausea partially because they're from new york and everything sure. and then, yeah uh bad brains crossing the oh, yeah into hardcore and everything gnostic front that kind of thing sure i uh 
I was talking to uh, talking to a coworker once a couple of years ago, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I used to sing for hardcore bands." And I'm like, "Well, which one?" And he's like, "Oh, from Ashes Rise." And I'm like, "You're no." He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> and then like it would be like so weird because it would be like you would be like hearing him in a meeting because he was like assistant manager at the National Face Store that I worked at. Like I was a price manager and he was the assistant store manager, and he would be talking about like the the the, the store stuff and uh, um. And I would like afterwards, I would talk about it. I'm like, how do you think the guys and, you know, his heroes gone and uh, separate head of state and all that would feel feel right now watching you talk about the margins for this store? I'm just, <laughs> just going to give you some shit. He's a great guy. I still see him. But, um, but, but no, I, dude, I was literally joking about this a couple days ago. And like I, I posted it on Facebook and it happened again today when I was at work. I was like, do you think that Tupac would have changed anything if he knew his music was being played in a Whole Foods in 2023? <laughs> like, because I'm sitting here, like, I'm listening to it at work, and I'm like, I just heard Big Papa, Only God Can Judge Me, and then Area Codes, all in a row, and I've heard zero Hootie and the Blowfish today. Like, <laughs> it's like, what is happening now? <laughs> But you know he would be right behind you buying oat milk too. Of yeah, course exactly. he would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He'd be like, "Oh shit, they're playing my song." <laughs> yeah. So he'd be I, stoked. <laughs> he would. He'd be like, "What?" He'd be getting royalties. Is what he'd be getting. Um. So I have a I have a question about Contra Cult. So like when you look at, when I when you look at one of the videos, like there's there's some pretty clear um inspiration in a lot of dark shit with the videos. So the videos. Um, specifically, I want to talk about the videos on it. Who's responsible for the visuals on that? Is that you, or is it somebody else in the band? I've or is it a little bit of both? A little bit of both. I've come up with pretty much all the video ideas. Um, I'm a really visual person. Like sometimes I just get these fantasies when I write a song about what the video would look like. You know, I I I, I do write kind of from that visual perspective, and like I work really closely with whatever whatever like video director we're working with or anything to kind of execute my vision. I mean, you know, I, I, I think this stuff is collaborative and I'm, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not coming in thinking I'm a director or anything, but I, I, I do like to, you know, I, I do have an idea pretty much every time I approach one. I think well, even, I think even in collaborations, there's a leader. And so yeah, there's, there's a, there's a heart. Heart. Yeah, exactly. I mean, There's a person that does the visualization usually, and that's why I was asking because, dude, if it's if it's you that's behind most of the visualization of those videos, then kudos to you because the videos that you guys have um, are insanely good. Like, especially for with the type of music for th that's a question I'll ask you actually because anybody that's listening that hasn't heard the band before how would you categorize the band because i know that there's different there's different inspirations of music in it so what would you say is like the main classification i guess industrial metal would be just an easy one that, sure you know that everybody can kind of understand yeah okay i can tell you this when when i watch your videos and even listen to your music it, it's not specific it reminds me specifically like the whole thing, and this is a little weird because it's such a simplistic thing, but the, I get an energy and a vibe from uh, Nine Inch Nails' March of the Pigs. That video, like, yeah. is so fucking cool to me. Like, they just, it's its not even the, the music from the, the album. It's just what they recorded there, and it's just kind of raw, but, like, 
it's perfect. And so like just watching your videos and especially like that, one of the first videos kind of has that feel, but like your whole, the music and the sound is sort of like that energy, which uh, I really dug. It's what I dig about you. So <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah it's it's got like a it's got that's the reason I even brought it up is because it's got like kind of a techno horror vibe to it uh, with a lot of the visuals and a lot of the a lot of the videos. Um, so at least to me, that translates into what you've got going on now, which, um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but you guys, it looks like you're starting a new horror um, venture, I guess you would call it uh, with Slash Tag Cinema. So let, I want to talk about that. Like, what's going on with Slash Tag Cinema? What do you guys got going on with that? Because it looks like it's in the starting stages of it, or at least something's coming soon. Um, all right. Well, I guess the best way to answer that question would kind of just be to explain, like, the kind of origins of it and, and everything. Because yeah, it actually ties back into what you were saying. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a film composer um, in addition to other things I do and uh I just haven't haven't really had the opportunity until recently to do horror which is pretty much the reason I got into film composition to begin with because come on who doesn't right. want horror? <laughs> um, and you know so I was having a conversation with um it started because I was having a conversation with a friend of mine uh named I'm just gonna name drop him I don't care named Tyler Bates Nice. Uh, he's a pretty pretty well-known composer and you know i talked yeah. about how do i get into this how do i you know how do i get into this kind of work and he said you know i at this point like i've had meetings with blumhouse i've tried to you know tried like every avenue to do it and he said well the thing is like you don't have stuff to picture that is or necessarily and you know you, what i would suggest doing is if you could just get any kind of picture to make some stuff to that would be helpful so my friend kyle who i've been doing these videos with um or he's one of the directors of a couple of the videos he did let's see he did our video for plunge which uh was a song which actually be i'll mention later became a slash tag character um, and then he did a video for uh, a song called Infirmary as well, which we put out pretty recently. It's kind of a cool black and white photo where um, I'm my there's like an assisted suicide situation with my girlfriend. And then I take her on. I take her corpse on a date. Um, um, there's a warning and everything, <laughs> much, you know, like I, I don't I, you know, so yeah. something. No, I'm into it. I love warnings. It means it's probably going to be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly, you know. Um, yeah, so I spoke to him about it, and I just said, like, you let me – because he's trying – he's a he's a director, and he's an editor, and kind of feels the same way that he wants to transfer into this world and have more showcase of his work. Um, because, you know, we're – we're so past this age as artists and as creators, this like bullshit idea of, of I waited outside his office for this amount of time. I swept his floor. I did mm -hmm. this. I did. And then he finally paid attention. Fuck all that. Like right, right. buy a camera. If you can get people together to do something, if you can pull out your computer and write something, if you can make a song, just do it. Like, you know, right. it's, it's, it, there's no other reason to do it. 
to not do that. So I started talking to Kyle and was like, what if we could just make some like kill scenes or something and I could make music over it. And he liked the idea, but then kind of said like, you know, I really like this character that we developed with this video plunge, which we were calling the scorned one, which essentially the character is like based off of uh, one of my favorite movies, Fatal Attraction. Mm -hmm. Fuck yeah. Um, and basically the idea is, but you know, it's kind of got a twist on it. I'm the Glenn Close character and essentially like I wake up, I wake up after a one night stand and this like closeted Christian guy like is, you know, just dipped and I wake up, I'm all psycho. I'm trying to, and I go like, I'm, I'm like trying to get this guy's attention while he like goes home and he's, you know, at his like, he's, he's, he walks in his house with an unhappy marriage with his wife who hates him. And I'm like obsessively texting. I put on, a, I put on like the same dress that his, his wife's wearing in this picture. I'm trying to send him all these photos to get his attention. And then I go over to his house to like essentially kill him. Like the, you know, and we have some version of that, like final shower scene. And he said, like, he's like, I just love that character. Like, what if we could do something with that character? So I started thinking about that idea. Simultaneously, I had a friend named Dylan Smith, who's also involved with the project. He's an incredible um, fine artist who's done stuff for dozens of bands. You've definitely seen his art before and various T-shirts and record covers and stuff. And, you know, he also had an interest in getting into some film stuff. And we just had lunch one time and I was I just asked, like, what are you what are you trying to do here? And he said, you know, honestly, like, I just want to do some stuff that I'm kind of like, if I could just get together with some people and make like a few one minute horror movies, that would be awesome. And I'm like, well, there we go. Right. So I yeah. <laughs> I brought the two of them together and we kind of had this idea to make these one minute horror films for like a scrolling culture. So, you know, the kind of the initial intention was like, let's make these one minute horror films that are quick to the point, not too, obviously they can't be too violent. It was boring, but (laughs) on TikTok and Instagram. And then we just kind of like developed it from there. Um, so we did that all, all of last year. We made like probably about, uh, we made quite a few. We made like almost eight films or so. And we would just, we would try to, there, there might even be more. I don't have an exact number, but like we were consistent with it. We post, you know, as soon as we got running, like we posted one every week. We had a bunch of them. We had reoccurring characters. We have the scorned one. There's another character called, uh, Plastered the Clown, who's a, alcoholic dude that turns into a murderous clown when he drinks um uh there was a there's tra- there's like a kind of alienistic character we have called the traveling salesman and we just like made these started making these little these little bits and uh this year our goals our biggest goal is we want we're in the midst of writing and sorting out like a real short like a like a 12 minute short that we can actually like get done, get done with the crew done really well and start like shopping to festivals and, you know, trying to try to see where where we can go with this further and like showing, showcasing what we do to, to like a more broader film audience. Cause sure. that's totally. stuff 
it matters still matters like especially within the this genre and everything totally we we, sure. I, we we interviewed tons of uh tons of uh friend of the show Kristen bikini uh, had a really great short uh last year uh, out of italy and i you know i mean like a short film is like actually still one of my favorites to watch um just as uh you know like um, you know Jonas and i are both uh, stand-up comics and you know like so to me like being able to and like and, and, and we all write to a certain extent like i write for the hard times and stuff like that and like so like i really enjoy um <clears throat> um the ability to spit out like a like a like a like a story that's good and has a beginning middle and an end and like a, like a, like like an agon and all the things in 10 minutes like there's just something that's like it's actually so much easier not so much easier but you know what i mean there's different problems with the longer film but like but to like to make a comprehensive short that is is good is some of like the truest art there is because you're like okay here it is and i'm just and, I, and it all kind of matters you know what i mean like every every word matters and i, and I kind of dig on shit like that so yeah. and also like i uh, just real quick i mean i think what you're doing when you said it was for like the scrolling culture that's such a like that's a thing that is going to have lasting power like i think probably more than any other technological culture in recent memory because there's going to be social medias there's going to be apps there's going to be shit that just continues to build upon itself and that whole concept of the scrolling the whole concept of the something repeating itself and like that whole thing and that's something that's just it's not going to go away like it's not going to be going away anytime soon and i think that what you guys are doing by producing something that is a minute long or like even a little bit longer you know or whatever but especially doing those things that are a minute long like those can catch steam like a lot easier than i think people would realize especially if you have consistent characters if you have return characters and return parts to a story and stuff like that like that's the type of shit that's going to make people like watch it and be like oh shit what's coming next like it builds such a cool anticipation that i think a lot of feature length films and even shorter films um just don't have the ability to do so i think i think you guys are absolutely onto something that's very very cool for especially this era thank you um, yeah absolutely man you know i am um, and, and you know and i gotta get like i I think you know we haven't talked about this a lot but you you are from a famous family and like and but i got to give you a lot of props for i mean you're going through things all the diy and the proper channels of, of, of an artist and and that's and that's fucking rad. you know what i mean and it's just like um to to you know to see that because like because there's so much good and gravity that comes out of those things you know what i mean that like of just like those like proper processes you know what i mean and like going like okay well we gotta we've been making one minute movies now i gotta make a short and you know what i mean and like and that's uh and um you know I, i'm excited to see the product because that's gonna be it's gonna be right yeah make sure make sure you hit us up when that happens yeah yeah of course no you'll be the first ones um <laughs> no i'm i mean i'll 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 say to that point like You still have to, no matter what, like, you know, and, 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 and within this industry and everything, it's like, I, I think there's not to say this was your point, but like, you know, I, I think there's kind of a misconception that like, oh, okay, well you can just step off of whatever and you got a big crew for you working for you and everything. Sure. It's like, right. 
you gotta still you know nepotism only goes so far you still gotta pay your fucking dues right uh, totally and um yeah it's uh and it's apparent when when somebody does too that's you know like i i, I sort of have a grudge against nepotism personally but um <clears throat> you know i'm always i'm more happy to be proven wrong by somebody like you or somebody like brandon cronenberg or you know uh people that are actually doing shit they they were they had a, a leg in or a, a foot in the door or whatever but like I didn't even know that that you had a famous family at all. I just listened to your band, and I liked your band. Um, so, you know, like, you know, that it's... was cool. So I didn't even have that, uh, 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 what do you call it, um, preconceived notion or whatever going into that, which is good. And I think that could have been, if I had gone in knowing that, you know, you're Kevin Bacon's son, I might have been, been like, eh, I'm not really going to give this a chance. <laughs> sure. I'm sure. Well, I'm. You know, I don't. We don't want to. We don't need to get too into that because I'm sure you get tired of talking about being. No, nah, but <clears throat> but uh, but it's um, and, uh, but it's uh, but I just uh, but I appreciate like you're still coming. That you know what I mean. And I think like you know coming up through like punk rock and 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 you know and and you know I mean, I mean I see I see Brian from his heroes gone eating because I live in Portland like eating burritos and shit all the time and like um like. And like that guy is still just like doing his thing, and it's just like th that ethos when it lives in things. I think it just makes things better, you know what I mean? And uh, um, you know, so uh, I'm I'm stoked to see you out there and uh, doing it, and uh, and um, you know, bands and music, and and taking you know that energy and putting it forth in, in a good in such a great way. So, um, before we before we jump into your favorite franchise i have only one question that relates to your family at all and it's about one of your dad's movies because i think it's probably one of the most underrated films he's done um and i'm curious if a if you've seen it and also b what your feelings are on it um it's the movie death sentence oh yeah i have seen it seen it it's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, definitely. I think I saw it. I think I've seen it twice at least. I went to the I went to the premiere, um, and I saw it again. Which you know, I got I got to be honest, it's pretty rare for me. You know, like people bring up films all the time, and I have sure, but sure, yeah. yeah like if Dude. my dad if my dad was in a movie. I totally wouldn't watch it <laughs> I, wouldn't, I, just wouldn't say, I wouldn't like i would totally like be like nah like uh, like it's hard enough like talking on the phone never mind <laughs> like never mind having to sit through any more bullshit. watching you on a set i'm watching like, you oh, on a fuck. set like like <laughs> fuck all that. no like the, the only reason i bring up death sentence is because whenever i talk about movies that are like that movie i consider it a horror film you know like a psychological horror i guess like a horror action or like a horror thriller but when i talk to people about a movie that's like a revenge movie that's one of the ones that comes up a lot for me and the amount of people that haven't seen it i'm like first off get out from under the fucking rock and go see that movie like find it and every time i tell somebody to watch it and they come back to me they're like dude that movie fucked me up and I'm like, yeah like yeah it's one of those like it's one of those ones that sticks in your brain for quite a while um but i think yeah i think it's criminally underrated so um i'm glad that you think that's fucking awesome because it's one of my favorites i agree it's it, it fucks definitely. yeah for real um 
So your favorite franchise is Halloween. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That goes along with you being a composer too, man. That's he's the God. He is the, he is the horror composer. God, John Carpenter, man. Yep. Definitely is. So what's your favorite Halloween out of the whole franchise? I have to put you on the spot. Num- number one, Nighty came. One, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. But I seen them all, so happy to talk, happy to talk about it. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we um, so we have strong opinions. I think Jonas told you about the uh, Rob Zombie um, um, Halloween's um, and um, uh, Mr. Zombie in general because he he did, <laughs> he, did, he, did, he did call the I mean he called the cops on a, on a skate park that's just I'm just gonna leave it at that I'm just gonna just, <laughs> and that's just, uh, what now it really that sucks to hear that I did hear that yeah yeah, yeah they're, they're trying to get it closed because they could hear the skate park from their house like you're like you're like like I'll let a lot of shit slide in this world, but like, like, <laughs> don't, like cops don't, on skateboarders is, is not cool. Is not cool. You can't be least cool. cool. It's like the least cool thing you can do. Like I worked, the, I've always That's worked at grocery. Not metal, Rob. That is I've not always, metal. I've, I've always worked at grocery stores, and they'd be like, Ryan, can you go out and throw out the skateboarders? I'm like, I'm absolutely not going to do that. You are going <laughs> to have to. You're going to like fucking have to fire me before I throw a skate. Before I'm that guy. I am not yeah. going to be the. Hey, hey guys, can we? I'm going to go give them bottles of water. Like, here you go. Like, hi, guys. Fucking get more energy. Skate it up. (laughs) Do shit. Like, I I don't know. If I was skateboarding and Rob Zombie just, you know, came out of his house and told me (laughs) to keep skateboarding down, I might. (laughs) Just be like, you know what? Be like, oh, you're fucking Rob Zombie. Sure. Right on. I went to, uh, when I went to California and I I was hanging out with my friend, he lives uh, in Venice. And we were walking down the beach and we stopped. And I was like, why are we stopped? He goes, we're in front of Johnny Rotten's house. He goes, if we stay, he goes, if we stay here long enough, he's going to get really pissed off and come out and tell us to leave. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, that's what Johnny Rotten does. He goes, I, apparently that's what he does after he retired. He just tells people to fuck off from his property. <laughs> it's like, all right. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, how did you like the last three? What did you think? How did you like? So we, there's a big, there's even a dispute on our on our program about oh the, yeah about Halloween kills or Halloween ends. Um, um, how did you feel about the the final the final three? final three? Yeah. All right. So uh, Halloween. What was the first one called? Just Halloween. Just Halloween. Yeah. Um, I like that one. I thought it was like, I thought it took an interesting, my my favorite thing about it was taking kind of like an interesting approach to Jamie, you know, to Laurie Strode, because that makes sense that, you know, Laurie Strode now would be this like incredibly traumatized old woman who constantly thinks this monster is going to pop out of the closet and come after her no matter what. And, you know, maybe a bit of a doomsday prepper and everything in that way. So I thought that was like, thought that was really cool to like tie into like just the emotional energy of, of her. And I thought Jamie like put on incredible performance. Uh, Halloween kills. I, I couldn't, I didn't like it. I really <laughs> did. I thought it was like, I just thought, like, uh, by, like, halfway through the movie, I was like, I swear to God, if I hear this motherfucker say evil dies tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. I get it. But 
when the moment he gets his head bashed in, which I don't remember how he died, but it was pretty cool. And just like <laughs> so many other things about it that just there wasn't enough wasn't enough killing. Like there wasn't enough anything. It was just this town like kind of running to get you know, running together as a mob and everything. And how the fuck please explain to me how I don't give a shit how angry your mob is. How the fuck are you gonna like mistake some like special needs person who looks like fucking the you know Danny DeVito playing the penguin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. And it was just like it was super like it was super like glorifying the cops and shit like that. I was just right. I, I don't kind of a cool ending. I'll give it that. I kinda like the ending. I kinda like the face off and the whole thing and the big like circle, you know big circle fight and all of that. Mm-hmm. that. Um yeah. That was how I felt. And then the last one Yeah, it just didn't do it for me. Um appreciated the end for sure. I just thought like I did like I did think the end was like was solid, but I'm wondering if I partially thought the end was solid because I'm just like I'm done with this fucking shit. Like <laughs> sure like just say you're happy and move on. <laughs> like, good. So he's, finally, he's finally you. he's finally fucking dead. Cool. Like we well, can... I'll tell you, my favorites are besides three. Three is actually my favorite, but the Michael Myers one kills is my favorite because I think it did exactly what I always wanted Michael Myers to do, and that was kill a lot of people. He <laughs> slaughtered that town. I don't know really what you're talking about. There weren't a lot of kills. <laughs> but that was like a brutal, just flat out, Michael Myers is a killing machine. And that's kind of all I've ever wanted. I felt like all the movies leading up to that were a tease of him just becoming that full-on monster. And uh, that was just for those three. I don't know. But um, I kind of liked it. Uh, but I would say my favorites go three kills and then the original. All right. You might actually be the only person in the world that has Halloween kills as their overall second favorite. Yeah, which, probably. Which, you know, honestly, fucking good for you, man. Look I don't you. know how this happens. <laughs> I, I want to go, go five. I'm going to go five where he's chasing her in the car and he can't run her down. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's you the, love that one. I, it's so amazing because they're just like, because you could just see them like in the movie. They're like, okay. We need to like we need to keep this going. Some tension in the background, so he's gonna try to like run a child over with a car, but he's gonna drive <laughs> behind her at like three miles an hour because she's gonna be able to like you know he, he drives can... like he walks exactly. right. He drives like a dude who has not been out of the hospital long enough to learn how to properly drive. He's just like <laughs> we've seen him drive in every movie, and, and this like... is. <laughs> And like, this is also like when he's getting supernatural. <laughs> right. right. We've seen him drive it, but he drives in the first movie. Like yeah. that's how he gets out. Like, and then he just, but he can't run over a kid. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> you know how many people are intending to run over kids who run over kids? You know what I mean? Like, it's it's hard for who me aren't to <laughs> right, right. who aren't killers. Yeah, he, he should have gotten lessons from like the fucking uh toxic avenger <laughs> <laughs> yeah the toxic avenger people the, 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 yeah. jock, the jocks and toxic avenger. just trauma in general <laughs> dude what dude what would a trauma halloween movie look like that would be fucking amazing <laughs> like, um 
So, Travis, here's here's my theory on the last three, and you can tell me what you think about this. So the first one, I think, actually was pretty solid, like you were saying. I think it was pretty solid. The fact that he kills a kid for his first kill in that one was pretty fucking ballsy, because that just doesn't happen in horror a lot. Um, but the first one I thought was good. So the second and the third one, this is what I think should have happened. I think that they should have switched the films. And they should have put the endings of the films on the opposite one. So this is what I mean. I think they should have taken the third Halloween, Halloween ends. They should have taken that whole storyline, taken Corey Cunningham the fuck out of it because he doesn't need to be in there and then have everything that's happening to him happen to Lori Strode. So have her be the one that struggles, have her be the one that is worried about the town, have her be the one that people are mocking, have her be the one that struggles with, am I going to become the monster or am I going to kill the monster? Have her be the one that's like straight up doing the PTSD crazy shit like that. But then have the ending of that one, have the ending of that one be um, the ending of Halloween Kills, which is just the whole town coming back trying to kill Michael Myers and him just fucking murking everybody. And then in the third one, in the third one, have it be the Halloween Kills movie. Have it be the whole thing. But instead of it having the end of Halloween Kills, have it be the face-off between Michael Myers and Laurie Strode. Because I think as long as you take Corey Cunningham out of the movie and you have all that shit happen to Laurie, it's an infinitely better movie and it can still be the same thing. But if the third movie is Michael Myers just killing the shit out of the entire town and killing everybody leading up to the face-off between Laurie and Michael, that also feels like a good send-off. Like, that feels like a much better movie. Um, so that that's my theory behind those. I think they could have saved them with very minimal changes, but the way that they are, they were both bad movies. Like they were Halloween kills was fine for this, for the bloodshed. But aside from that, it was completely storyless. Like yeah, it was wanted just, the old flippy flop. I did. I did. I wanted the switcheroo. <laughs> I wanted the flip flop, the switcheroo. Um, what do you think about that? Travis? I, you know, I wouldn't have thought about it that way. <laughs> and I have to agree with you. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. The, the whole the whole area on Corey, I was just like, I'm done. I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening here? And it didn't like, it didn't go anywhere. No. You know? <laughs> like, like, of course, I was expecting, all right, cool. He become, he puts on the mask and now we got a new one. Like, you know, <laughs> now we can keep, now we can keep milking this bullshit. But <laughs> you know what? More than anything, I'm just looking forward to anything that steps a little bit away from this legacy shit for a little, for a bit, because sure. there's just, there's just more, uh, you there's know, so and, many legacy movies. Right. And I think, that, and, and I, and I, and I, and I couldn't agree with you more. Like, like I, I'm fine with remakes and stuff like that. Like the stories are, are, you know, are fine. And so, you know what I mean? And I, and I like, see, see, yeah, but, but also, <laughs> but also like, but but you're right. Like the legacy stuff is like yeah. Well, not I mean Rob Zombie doesn't even count. He's like, <laughs> he's, like he's like his show was by itself. He, he's like if the clearance rack at Hot Topic became a human. Um, 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 he um, I I guess I just feel like it's like it's like it was like the legacy thing was fun for a while, but now it's like I look at like the Evil Dead Rise trailer and I'm like 
perfect. Like, this is what you need. It's a story, like, in the universe. And, like, it just looks dope. They're like, let's just make, a, like, a whole different dope fucking movie from the same, same shit. And, like, to me, like, that's the best, like, that's the best thing they can be doing. Yes. Yeah. That evil. I like the last scream a lot too, and uh, and I'm really looking forward to uh, them going to New York. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that too, but I couldn't stand the last scream. Really? Oh, scream five. Yeah, yeah I, that's interesting. I liked four. For some reason, five. I was just like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I don't know. That was one. I love. I really liked the last Texas. Me too. Yeah, me too. Me too. A lot. Jonas, Jonas is just going to be quiet. No, I'm not going to be quiet because I will tell you. I will tell you the parts that I loved about it. I loved a lot, but the parts that I didn't love about it were so distracting to me that that's what fucked the movie up for me. But the parts that I loved, I absolutely loved a lot. Um, that bus scene alone was fucking sold the movie. Like, so good. Yeah, Um, they should put that. They should put that bus scene in every. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. like, just like, no matter what movie it is, like, like animated like, movies too. Fucking don't care, right? You're just watching something, and then there's just like replace a, a, the the upside bus. down uh, drone view going over the woods with the bus scene. <laughs> <laughs> you got yeah, it in every go. movie. Yeah, we don't need the big drone scene. Just have uh, Leatherface massacring an entire yeah. bus full of influence, and you'll be like, "Oh, this is a horror movie." Perfect. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I got it. I wanted to say this. I wanted to say this about the Evil Dead Rise trailer because uh, Travis, you've seen the trailer, right? I haven't watched it. You haven't watched it. Okay, so this is not really. Not. A, this is not really a spoiler, um, Graham. Care. So don't worry about it. But that's fine. That trailer was awesome, but that trailer could have sold me on the movie if it was only sound, except for the one part where the mom looks through the uh, looks at the kids and says mommy's not here she's with the maggots now i was like i'm fucking sold like <laughs> that right there that line i'm like i don't give a shit about the rest of this movie that right there sold me on the whole fucking thing i am in 100 percent. there hasn't been an evil dead thing i didn't like so yeah. so so uh you think you can handle our uh our uh our sinister six sinister six uh questions you can go through the conflict. Let's do it. All right. All right. First question. Freddy or Jason? Freddy. I don't give a shit about Jason. I'll be honest with you. Oh. <laughs> I, lo- I love it. All the franchises. I'm just like, I-, I don't care anymore. Why is he wearing a fucking hockey mask? <laughs> Your face is way scarier, dude. <laughs> It's a good point. Very cool looking. Uh, <laughs> eight is the one when he goes to New York. That's the best one. Um, what's the difference between thriller and horror? Okay, oh, this is a good question. Um, I think thriller always has to, uh, like, usually refers to some kind of like modern situational experience um like you know my i think once again like my favorite thriller is fatal attraction and it's like it refers to something specific that happens like in in life so to say and then um and then i think another reason why that makes it not a makes that not a horror movie which i think there's you know i'll also back this up by saying i think there's a lot of discrepancies of like where one starts and one ends 
for sure. You know, it's like arguing about like what's grindcore, what's death metal, whatever. Right. Right. Um, but I, but I feel like. I feel like that's one thing like you don't really have a thriller about something supernatural or and and he, there's not a lot of and I, I think the gore aspect is is a big part of it as well. Yeah, no, that's great. By the um, way, I have tons of opinions on what grindcore, what metal is. By the way, if you, if you, if you ever want to have that conversation on a different one, I could I could I could have that conversation for like, he can. For, yeah, yeah. For a long time. Um, uh, what horror movie influenced your taste the most? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, fuck. Rosemary's Baby. Excellent choice. Mm, that's a good one. Nice. It's a very good one. That's one of my favorites. I have a. I sort of have a little bit of a. Uh, I have a little bit of a tattoo of it too. I grew up like right down the street from that building. Oh shit! Oh wow! The El Dorado. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, and they have these like little gargoyles on the side, and um, yeah. Anyway, Rosemary's Baby is such a good movie. Yeah. Um. All right. If you could erase one movie from existence, what would it be? And it doesn't have to be horror. You mean besides Halloween Kills? <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm, fuck. Let me think about that for a second. I heard this question on another few on another few things. And like there's a lot of like there's a lot of things that I think about of like you know, kind of weird like butterfly effect thing. And mm -hmm. I might not like a thing that much, but at least it, you know, turned into something else. Uh all right. Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> right, that's fair. That's, that's, that's perfect. Did anyone really need that? Buster Rhymes going trick treat, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, I have to mention one thing. This is I we I didn't mention this when we were doing our Halloween conversation, but I'm going to mention it now. I think every one of the Halloween movies has some sort of a redeeming quality, whether it's just one scene or not. And I can tell you the one scene in Halloween Resurrection where it's a redeeming one and it's only because of how absurd it is and how fucking funny it is. It's when Michael Myers sneaks up behind Busta Rhymes who is also dressed like Michael Myers and then turns around and starts mocking him in Busta Rhymes' voice coming out of that mask <laughs> say, telling him skedaddle, get the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> like I was laughing so hard at that part and then he's just like, man... Can't even pay for good work around here. And then turns around and just leaves. And then the fact that Michael just turns his head and does that little side crook where he's just like, I should kill you right now. And then he just fucks off. That made me laugh so hard that I was like, all right, this movie's terrible, but that was really funny. Um, all right. Are ghosts real? Definitely. All right. I like the definitive answer on that one. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever really had a definitive ghost experience, but I believe it. Sure. Yeah. I've had enough experiences to where I'm definitive on it now. Um, I want to be definitive, but nothing so far. Um, and I'll last one. I'll, I'll send my fiance to you, Graham. She'll fuck with you. Like, it'll be great. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah. uh, that'll be fucking weird. Uh, <laughs> Midsummer or Hereditary? Ooh. Um... Okay. 
I'm sorry if you just wanted like quick answers. No, 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 no. Expand. I think, I think mids. God damn. All right, midsummers have definitely like just like the most probably one of the first like horror films I've watched where I'm like, okay, yep, didn't think of that. Like that's original. You got, you got all the terror and stuff in the middle of the day, and it's just as fuck. But. Hereditary was probably one of the first movies that fucked me up the first time I saw it in a really long time. Like, you know, I mean, like, and this is after, you know, this is after, like, fucking Serbian film and shit, you know? <laughs> right, sure. <laughs> like, like, this is, and I remember going to the theater, I went to the theater alone to see that, um, went to the, uh, went to Nighthawk Cinemas, which some of you Yes. Um, one of my absolutely one of my favorites uh and um remember sitting there watching it and then just afterwards just being like like i couldn't move out of my chair for a second i got out of my chair i like went i drove i drove home because i was I, I was going somewhere for like a recording session the next day and I rented a car and like I drove home just like no like no emotion or anything like got to my house went upstairs and literally just like turned off the light and went to bed. Like as if I, was, <laughs> I just knocked my sister's head off. <laughs> Holy shit. I swear to fuck. Like I felt like I did something wrong. Like <laughs> I was like, I, it really, really fucked with me. So I'm going to have to say hereditary. Yeah, I feel like that's a. I th- feel like that's a valid reason for picking Hereditary for sure. For because, sure, <laughs> like Midsummer. Those two movies are so. They're so different, but they're also so alike in the sense that their central antagonistic feeling is grief, and yeah, man, turning grief into the into the central big bad. Ooh, yeah, and Hereditary is heavily influenced by another movie i brought up before which is rosemary's baby yeah yeah absolutely actually when you said rosemary's baby i knew that you were gonna pick hereditary like that's <laughs> like i just i just like i could feel yeah. it in the i you could feel it in the air so yeah awesome yeah it's very hard for me to vote against tony collette too because she is such an amazing actress oh yes so like yes no i i, I completely agree whether she's horrified or she's funny or like oh god that oh that fucking scene at the dinner table yeah oh, oh yeah oh god. I, I, <laughs> I i i'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight thanks guys <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what i'm here for you know what that's i mean what we fucking yeah. do here man that's our i think that's important but like I, I really do and that's the other thing is like a horror film should be horrifying and there's definitely times when like i watch a film like there's been a very few amount of movies like recently that I've watched in my life where afterwards I thought, did I really need to see that? And then sure. I, yes, I do, because that was a good fucking horror movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, no, there's And there's been some, you know, we, we, we came we just came off an amazing an amazing year. So, um, you know, there was a lot of great horror last year. And yeah. I just out of curiosity before we get into recommendations, I just have to ask your opinion. Um, how'd you like Terrifier 2? 
I fucking loved Terrifier. Yeah. Love. Awesome. <laughs> I kind of knew you would, but I just wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> as well as that, like, it's really strange. It was like a disease. Like, it. I remember, like, I didn't love Terrifier the first time I saw it. I just thought it was like, there's too much extra shit here. Yeah. I, like, what's, like, the, the warehouse, the, the you know, the woman... Mm-hmm the doll baby and the whole thing i was just like i think i just need the clown i re-watched it before terrifier 2 came out and i came back around i was like okay that clown is just i mean he's he's unbelievable and yeah. like to you know we talk about this legacy thing and like the fact that to actually come around and like make the next slasher icon is just hats off i mean really for sure for real for real like that is so hard to do and you nailed it um okay so when i first saw terrifier 2 i walked out of the theater i had fun the whole way through i was like i i went went to see that at this place here i was stoned as fuck i was just like <laughs> the minute like the minute the beginning sequence ended and like the you know her her putting together the costume came on screen i just had the biggest grin on my face like <laughs> oh boy what a start to a movie that was right but i walked out of there i had like all these critiques about it my friend and i had this like discussion in the parking lot about it it was another person i do slash tag with because he told me he basically told me in my face he's like i think that's the greatest horror movie since the shining and i'm like what <laughs> i had a bunch of critiques about it right and then for some reason I could not stop thinking about and talking about that movie with everybody I knew. Like it got like weird. Like it actually <laughs> got, like, actually got to the point where my girlfriend's like, "You have to stop talking about fucking Terrifier." Enough <laughs> <laughs> already. Like, and you know, and I and I like started. I started like listening to the score on its own and stuff and, <laughs> and all that. And I, I I I I know Paul actually too, and like um and yeah i just i just fucking obsessed with it and i've seen it i've seen it twice so far but i keep like almost watching it a third time (laughs) i actually i bought it on itunes like i yeah it's it's just awesome yeah it's it's fucking it's fucking two and a half hours too and it's just fucking just perfect all the way through it doesn't feel breezes right by yeah (laughs) um it's okay, funny. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, I am going to ask you one annoying question, okay? And, and I'm going to apologize for, for it in advance. But <laughs> Sm- Smile was like my favorite last year. Did you like Smile? I love Smile. Yeah, yeah. it was my. It, it was probably. There's maybe no denying when it comes to like. Uh, I don't know. You know, like lesbian, uh, like 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 real acting and you know sure smiles probably a better movie than terrifier but um but yeah no i loved it i was like it it really it it nailed it all the way through um there was maybe a little bit of confusion about like what kind of movie it was trying to be the whole way through you know i'll say it with all biasness my fucking sister stole that she was unbelievable she fucking killed it. I th- I thought it was just amazing, and you know, I mean, just like, and like, 
I don't know. There was just like there was some deep gravity to that movie and a lot about generational or and like uh, like the trauma chain and shit like that and like just so much like so so much heavy shit in that movie. So I, you know, I, wait, I, your I, sister was in that? Yeah, she's the star of it. Yeah, I she was the main star. That. Yeah, I didn't. I, I don't. I knew him from Contra Cult. No, Um, no, that's rad. Uh, Well, if we're just real quick, um, did you like X and Pearl? I did. I did. I liked. I liked Pearl. Also, shout out to Tyler Bates for those two scores as well, because he's so fucking good. Yeah, (laughs) he really did. And you know, Chelsea Wolf was that was really cool. Great, interesting addition. I liked Pearl more than X. Mm-hmm. like it's kind of funny i saw it when i first saw x i you know i i dug it and everything and uh, i went to see it with my girl out my girlfriend and then we watched it we watched it together and she kind of brought up a bunch of like she she did not enjoy it and she brought up a bunch of points about it and it's kind of like uh, you might have some points there but i still dig it but um sure was i mean uh, there's there's just shit in that movie that you just have never seen in other films that that scene of her with the axe running out of the barn i mean yeah yeah so so good really talented those are those are my two favorite movies uh of last year i think after yeah you know the reason the reason that I brought up the Terrifier two thing and like in general what spiraled this whole conversation. The reason that I brought it up is because um, like we've had people from Terrifier two on the show, and I can tell you that there's probably no group of people, at least in my opinion, that truly love what they do more than the people that we've had involved with that movie. Like you can tell that they have a true, they truly are passionate about making good fun horror. And just, you know, not like the fact that it made the amount of money that it did and like did what it did in theaters was a total Cinderella story thing. But you can tell like David Howard Thornton is one of the nicest people in the world. And he plays Art the Clown so fucking well that it's just like, (laughs) Jesus, do you have bodies under your fucking floorboards? Like for real? You might for real. (laughs) (laughs) He's scary. He is, but he's so fucking nice. All right. at, the, at the premiere, he was just dressed in the purple Joker suit. That's awesome. He fucking rules. <laughs> All right, recommendation time, Graham. Yeah, I got you. Um, I've been watching The Consultant on Amazon. I don't know if you guys have heard about it. It's uh, Christopher Waltz, and uh, oh fuck, it's it is so messed up and good. Uh, it's about a, a tech company. Uh, the the owner dies and he comes in and takes over and it's real fucking shady and I still don't know what's going on and it's real unsettling and great. Um, <clears throat> also, uh, <clears throat> I didn't think I'd even watch this, but I ended up watching Cop Shop and really loving it, despite it being about cops and uh, despite it not being a horror film. But um, it had an, an actor in it, Alexis Louder who was fucking incredible. And it, it turns out she was also in uh, uh, Violent Night. And uh, oh, yeah, good. Movie. This woman is just dope. So uh, watch Cop Shop just for her, Alexis Louder. She's the lead. Um, and then Music uh, Drug Church just released a new song called Myopic, which is fucking stellar. So there you go. Nice. Jonas. 
So um, I've decided also I'm going to start it here uh, on this episode that during recommendations, one of the things that I am going to recommend is physical media um, every week. So the physical media release that I want to recommend for the video portion here is this here. It's a uh, Slumber Party Massacre 1 and 2. Nice. On, on 4K from uh, fucking Scream Factory. Um, Scream Factory is really hit and miss on their physical media stuff. But dude, both of those transfers are fucking awesome. And I cannot tell you how bad I want the driller killer prop from the second one. I want <laughs> I want a fucking prop replica of that drill guitar so badly. <laughs> um, but yeah, both of those are awesome. Um, music. Uh, Kim Dracula is one of my favorite fucking artists. And uh, Kim Dracula's newest um, track with Jonathan Davis called Seven Thorns um, is fucking wild. It's so good. Um, if you're not familiar with Kim Dracula, they're an artist from Australia, I believe, and they mix in all sorts of stuff. They mix in, uh, they mix in horns, they mix in metal, they mix in trap rap, they mix in industrial, just all sorts of crazy shit. And it all works somehow all together really well. Um, so big fan of the Kim Dracula stuff. Uh, that new track is amazing. Um, and then on streaming coming out um by the time everybody hears this it'll be out on shutter i saw a pre um a pre thing from it a spoonful of sugar coming out on shutter um it is a mind fuck and in the best way um the movie is basically if you took lsd and turned it into a horror film that's what spoonful of sugar is but uh put that in with children so it's like okay. children it's like children took lsd and made it into a horror film so it's very very cool is is that it for you that is yeah okay can i just real quick i just want to jump in no 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 okay go, go, no, go no. ahead go ahead. no no oh sure, i saw cocaine bear i don't i don't know if if who else has seen cocaine bear oh, dude i can't fucking wait <laughs> so like if i don't understand how it wasn't the i don't care but it, it should have been the number one movie of all time it's perfect in every fucking way it should have blown out every fucking record of all time i can't even begin to tell you how fucking perfect cocaine bear is and this is kind of a spoiler but it happens real early they children do cocaine children are eating cocaine it's fucking amazing so i feel like i'm a different person after seeing it like there was before and now like i i think i have to change my name <laughs> <laughs> that's what i wanted from cocaine bear i wanted a life yeah, transcending experience from it's cocaine what, bear so it's what I'm, it is i'm so into this now i can't wait to see it this weekend <laughs> um all right um i watched a movie called red snow um which is um is it a good movie is it the kind of movie we love on this podcast 1000 percent good oh. independent horror vampires just kind of funny and like real simple uh good stuff uh go check it out i, I do know what, what movie that is it yeah. rules yeah, like it rules. Yeah. it's 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 funny um um i've been watching half bad um was the bastard son and the devil himself on um amazon or not amazon but netflix one of those giant mm. monster company. um um like i'll suggest it to you and you'll tell me i'm stupid for suggesting it to you if you watch <laughs> it but i uh i don't care i like it and it's good it's, i think it's like off of like a harry potter-ish 
fantasies type of book that I've never heard of, but it's uh, it's about um, uh, warring factions of witches in modern day England. Um, What's you, it called? You can, it's called um, it's called the bastard son and the devil or half bad the bastard son and the devil himself. It's basically like this guy like there's two like there's fairborn witches and blood witches and they're they have like their enemies. To, um, there's a, a, yeah, that looked pretty cool actually. Yeah, I, mean, I should have watched that instead of the school of good and evil. Yeah, yeah, should have. <laughs> um, totally. We can't um, so- we can't call you an idiot for any of your suggestions because Graham just had an earth shattering soul orgasm about cocaine bears. So <laughs> we're, you can suggest whatever the fuck you want. Like we're on board. Like, uh, musically, I've been listening to a lot of uh, of. Uh, trap and drill lately i've listened to a lot of pop smoke um but i've also gone back and re and re-listened to all the original death the death before dishonor hardcore um records and um and um if you haven't listened to if you like if you haven't listened to death i think death for me kind of fell into this like there was so much of that kind of hardcore at the time that like i just didn't like i couldn't like hear it like it is but like going back and re-listening to it all um because i'm still a huge all-out war fan but like if you go back and re-listen to to all the death before dishonor um as far as boston hardcore goes which i have a lot of opinions on boston hardcore in general but as far as boston hardcore goes um they are um absolutely fantastic so that is uh that is what i got Travis, will you take us out on recommendations? Sure, 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 sure. Um, all right, let's see. On music, um, I've been really fucking with an artist this year called King Yosef. Um, he's like, he kind of started, I guess, like in the rap world a little bit, producing for some other folks and stuff. And then like a few years ago, he did a, he actually did like a collab record with Youth Code that was pretty cool, but he put out an EP. And I think he's got a, a LP coming out, but he went on an e- EP last year that was on, you know, that was just like definitely on all my top lists. And it's like kind of a, it's a really cool blend of like hardcore and metal industrial type stuff. And it's just, it's just done right. You know, it's not, it's not too much of anything. It's like, everything's just kind of right on there. Cool. Um was this uh, the ever growing wound? One cat. of the records? Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> What's up, cat? Right, my cat. Oh, nice. Um, anyway, what do, you, what do you have any recommendations? Um, <laughs> that, cat, got, that cat rules, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my cat, too. <laughs> this, is, this is our boy. We just. Nice. Hey, what's up, buddy? That's yeah. So oh. cute. We're but we're a big fan of cats on another goddamn horror podcast over here. So, <laughs> um, a movie I've been shoving down people's throats a lot lately is not came out like two years ago. It's on Shutter. It's called Speak No Evil. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I I love that movie with all my heart. It's very well done. It's just so it was like everything about it. Like, <laughs> It's probably one of the best horror films I've seen in, in a while. Like it really <laughs> another one of those films where I thought I did something wrong at the end. Yeah, exactly. That movie that movie ruined Graham's life. Yeah. <laughs> it, it almost broke up the podcast. It almost broke up it literally <laughs> almost broke up our podcast because I was so into I it. hated it. But and, and just for, in a personal like uh, like how it made me feel, <laughs> I was angry at the movie. And and my going off on it 
made other people upset. It was fine. It was I was I was at fault, but it is an incredibly well made movie. Yeah. And every time somebody brings it up, I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> Can't we forget about it? No, but dude. Yeah, what should be recommended? It should be. Graham, what your soul did for Cocaine Bear is the opposite of what speaking of yeah no cocaine bear i needed cocaine bear because of that movie yeah set all things right in the universe yeah Uh, so yeah besides that um my friend cj who's uh it's the girlfriend of um one of my co-creators of slash tag kyle uh she wrote a book recently it's not out um called mayfly it'll be coming out like in a little in a i think like by i want to say may it's coming out mayfly mayfly um and you know it's about a the best way i can describe it is that it's like a female patrick bateman and um takes it's like a it's like if it's a character that's uh, lives in los angeles um works at some kind of disneyland type thing as like the ice princess and parties hard and just has a really like disconcerting murderous rage and i just think what she did with this book is unbelievable like i you know i i honestly like i'm dyslexic and i have a hard time really getting through a whole novel unless I'm listening to it. And I, I couldn't put this book down. Like it was weird. Like I got up, I would get up at like six in the morning before I needed to start work to read it a little bit. And like, awesome. it's just so, it's so raw. It's so funny. It's got like, it's just complete page turner. Um, And I, I, you know, I can't say much more, but it's definitely going to turn into something visual and, I'm really, really excited for her and like really excited to see where this thing goes because it it's awesome. Awesome. Um, okay. yeah, have her have her reach out and uh, we'll give her a shout I out. I will. Yeah, yeah, we'd lo- we'd yeah. love to help promote the shit out of that for her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I read books sometimes. So I uh, so I like me to too. Promote, yeah, yeah. Me yeah. Too, yeah. So I occasionally do as well. I think you guys do it more, but when I get a book that I really like, though, I'll be, I'm kind of like that, where I'll wake up in the morning to read it. Like, it's that type of shit. Um, speaking of promoting, uh, Travis, where can everybody find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at um, S-V-R-T-C-N-T-R-A-C-L-T. That's my <laughs> handle. Um and then you can find Contra Cults on um, on Spotify and uh, and on Instagram and everything. On Spotify, it's listed as Contra Cult Collective due to some name issues that didn't exist. And then uh, <laughs> and then you can find everything slash tag related if you go to slash tag cinema on either TikTok or Instagram. Uh, yeah, and you know, got a fil- few films on there. They're only a minute long, so maybe you can stomach that. And yeah, love it. Yeah, another goddamn That's horror awesome. podcast TikTok is going to be following and sharing the shit out of that slash tag yeah, cinema so, stuff. So, so. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, Travis, thanks so much for spending your time with us and, uh, and, and sharing yeah, for real. your cat and, uh, and talking about all the fucking cool shit you got going on. I uh, I appreciate you and uh, what you're doing out there and. Uh, 
please, when you got things coming out, please uh, think to hit us up and we'll, uh, we'll happily, uh, um, promote you. And We're going to have to have you on for a round two so we can do like a for real deep dive on Halloween. Because I feel like there's oh, uh, I think everybody's tired of Halloween. <laughs> no, nah, dude, I feel like I feel like we can talk about a lot of stuff on it for, just just for fun, just fun stuff. Yeah, I'm so. I'm I'm into it. I could talk about that. <laughs> we can have we can have like a for real Halloween nerd episode where we just fucking nerd out like crazy on it. It'll be listen. It'll be for a limited audience, and that fucking I'll bring I'll bring it. the three love. <laughs> This is a blast, guys. I love you know. I I I I am a listener. I was a listener before even. Uh, oh, awesome! Oh, thank you. know, I love what you do, and like keeping keeping the scene alive. And you know, this thank is you. part of the reason. This is part of the reason why horror is unlike any genre that exists in the world because of this, because of the fandom and just the intense fun, just connections you make with people and everything. For and sure. Then, <laughs> um, I want to tell you something, Travis, just because this is something that only you and me will understand out of all of us. Our mutual friend, Jackie, uh, that introduced us, her and I were going to do a project where it was going to be her watching a horror film because she doesn't watch a lot of horror films. <laughs> and it was going to be like her being kind of like a horror virgin. And then we were going to have a conversation about it afterwards. Then I had her watch just the trailer for The Innkeepers. And she screamed <laughs> so loud that her fucking roommates thought that they had to call 911. So it was like, you know what? Maybe we can't do that project. <laughs> Perhaps we're not able to do that. <laughs> well, um, well, awesome. And uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Um, uh, we've had a, uh, we've had a, you know, fantastic. Um, um, Country-wise, the battle still rages. Uh, UK still coming in a strong number two. With uh, with actually with England beating out, but Wales still in four percent. God, I love that. Love that uh, Wales is uh, is there. Uh, Canada Welsh horror fucking rules. So yeah, yeah I'm into that. And Canada in number three. Uh, New Zealand, Australia, number four. Germany, Sweden, Turks and Caicos Islands, Mexico, Netherlands, France, Puerto Rico. God, I fucking love Puerto Rico. Uh, India, Taiwan, India. Can you imagine that? People are like listening to me fucking talk about shit in India. Fuck yeah. Uh, I mean, like, um, like I, I wouldn't even listen to me talk about shit. Like, um, <laughs> but but uh, Taiwan, Brazil, Sp Switzerland, Czech Republic, Spain, Ireland, and Poland. And then coming in last are Italy and Russia. Um, so we are. Um, so thank you all, everybody listening to us everywhere. We really do appreciate you. Um, if you're struggling at all, um, um, you know, we, we we had a lot going on behind the scenes too. So please reach out to us. Uh, we have um, reach out to us on our on our on our social media, and uh, we can, we'll all talk about this because we all need to do this shit together and take care of yourself. Uh, get yourself to the uh, get yourself to the doctor before she gets out of control. That's my that's my advice from these last couple of weeks. And uh, mm -hmm. and uh, and I love you all to death. And um, thank you. We'll talk up soon. Uh, go start some fires and break some glass. Thank you. <laughs>